Welcome to Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. One day, a Geordie and a Canadian walk into a bar and decide to start a podcast about relationships and what a topic that is. No subjects are off limits. Get in touch today with us at geordielass.com or email info at geordielass.com and let us know what you think and what we should talk about. Welcome to the podcast. Hey everyone, top of the morning. <laughs> top of the morning. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter how sleepy I feel on a Monday morning, as soon as we start to switch on and get ready, get the mics going, just boosts my energy. It does. There's some butterflies actually. Yeah. I'm like, yes, we're doing this. And yeah, we've just got so much good vibes going on. I get yes. so excited to have podcasts with you, Sarah. Yes, me too. I'm looking forward to this week. Yeah. I've got lots to share actually this week. Oh. A lot to share. Oh gosh. Mm. Oh gosh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so why don't we dive on in? Let's not keep in the foreplay stage. Let's just dive in and ask what's going on for you. Oh, well, I was going to go in gently. I was going to ask you how oh. your week's been first. Oh, okay. Well, you know I like to talk. I thought, I thought we could have a bit of small talk first oh. before we hit, <laughs> hit the main event. <laughs> oh, well, I do like, yeah. Okay. What am I saying? I love the foreplay. Okay. Absolutely. And you know what? Like you just asked me how I'm at and I'm going to talk about it. I am great. I am approaching the end of my time here in Toronto which is like both happy because I kind of hit a wall a few days ago and I said, that's it. I'm done mm. being away from my dude. It's time yeah. to go back and be back home with my man. It's also the time where you start sending dirty pictures of yourself over uh, WhatsApp because <laughs> <laughs> you know how that goes. I, sh I found myself, you know, getting into my, um, into my best knickers and, and taking some photos, <laughs> sending them over. Poor guy. <laughs> He's like, Oh God. <laughs> anyway. So, you know, it's kind of like a caged animal sort of like rattling the cage, but at one level, I definitely want to go back. Yeah, But I'm also missing, I'm going to miss Toronto here. I, I'm already missing it because the weirdest thing, it's not a city. For me, it's been two months of very rapid discovery. You know how like evolution, there'll be times of rapid change in history. And even in your mm. life, you look back and you can see these times that weren't very long in duration, but they were very big and meaningful mm. in terms of big evolution. And this two months has been really big. I've rediscovered my love of medicine. I have connected with folks on a coaching level. I have rediscovered what it means to be Canadian, which is quite exciting. I've enjoyed fall in Toronto. I've been stand-up paddleboarding on Lake Ontario in a very spiritual sort of body of water. And mm -hmm. um, so anyways, I just feel like I've really grown over these last two months. I'm quite exhausted. Sounds like it's been a magical time for you. Oh my gosh, yeah. You know, all this in the global pandemic. So mm. yeah, it's been quite nice. I think everything is lovely. Everything is lovely. Well, I'm just jealous that you got to leave where you live and go <laughs> to try somewhere else out. Oh my God, we were just talking about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am done. I'm over it. Yeah. I want to go somewhere and do some Christmas shopping. That's what I want to <gasps> do. And I'm yeah. not even normally an early Christmas shopper, but I'd do it. Just yes. to, I'd like to get on a plane I'd like to wander around some place that I don't oh, live yes. and experience new things, new sights, new smells, new tastes, new people, different people, just anything. Yes. I'm over it. No, I agree. And you know what's funny is just my dream waking up this morning is that I was in this crowded mall slash wave pool that was so crowded and we were all just clamoring together and running up the stairs and joking around together as strangers, but as friends. And we were all like just within each other's business, in each other's spaces. And it, in my dream, 
there was no virus. Mm. And I realize I'm dreaming because I'm missing people. Yeah, I think, yeah, there's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of upset. There's a lot of, um, I think, just worry about what winter's going to bring. Oh, God, yeah. In terms of isolation and people really, you can really tell anxiety levels are high. People mm. are starting to feel it big time. Oh, yeah. And here in Ontario, yeah. the case rates are going up. I'm having... So people, when I see patients, they're concerned and scared and everybody's still in denial about about COVID testing. Like I, I talk to people who have textbook COVID symptoms and I say, I'm sorry to say this, but I think you've got COVID. And, you know, it hits everybody from behind. Like, what? What are you talking about? How is that yeah. possible? I, we're all in denial. I think we're all done. We're all in denial. We're all just, just sick of it. Yeah. Well, they can put an end to it now because I'm I'm done. You're done. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah Little is done, yeah. everyone. So let's call this yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah. Let's call a halt to it. Yeah. Thank you very Pandemic much. Pandemic over. It was, ve- it was a very interesting social experiment, but we're over <laughs> but now. We're all Thank done. you. <laughs> On a serious note, guys, keep up the social isolation, your mask wearing and your hand washing because it may be more to come. But just know that we're pissed off and just completely done with you. Yeah. Yeah. We are indeed. We are. <laughs> and hopefully we'll brighten things up a little bit for you in the next hour i hope so and on future but mm. we're probably just going to get more and more boozy as i don't know maybe we should bring <laughs> some booze into our podcast i'm not sure yeah so listen um, i'm on bated breath what on earth is going on for you what's the news so i've had a very interesting week so i had a great weekend actually had some couple of really nice nights out some lovely food just um all very indulgent just had very nice weekend mm. and we went to a new restaurant uh, in um, jersey that's had some good press and some bad press and we thought mm. well, we'll check it out anyway and the food was very good and it's a steak and japanese restaurant so they have these posh japanese toilets in there Ooh, where you can have a wash and blow dry yes <laughs> a blowout <laughs> So we went and the couple that we're with, uh, she goes to the toilet, she tests it out and when she comes back, her husband said, um, you've been a long time in there. And uh, she said, well, she said, I had to have a perm. Oh, yes. <laughs> and it was one of those things where, you know, you just have total belly laugh, like oh my, my stomach muscles God. were having a major workout. And, and I just feel like when you can have some real good belly laugh like that and good company, just good fun. It's just really good for the soul, isn't it? Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, that's so, so funny. I just love this getting a perm, getting some highlights. <laughs> <laughs> Those toilets are apparently incredibly complicated, very detail oriented. There was a lot of buttons There's there, a lot I of can buttons, tell you. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of buttons. But the seat, the seat is heated when you sit down. Oh. And I tell you something, I'm a big fan of a heated toilet seat now. Never yeah. tried one before. It was lovely. It was nice, right? It was, yes, oh. yes. And not like kind of creepily, slightly heated as in like the butt cheeks of somebody else that was there five minutes ago. It's like full on legitimate heated. Yeah, it's a bit like when you have your heated seats on in your car. It's like that. Mm. Yeah. Oh, interesting. And of course, the bidet function, as we have run out of toilet paper across the globe on one point of time last last winter, (laughs) the bidet function is is a revelation. (laughs) So yeah, so it it made for some interesting discussions, put it that way, during dinner. Oh, yeah. Well, (laughs) in case you were bored, I'm talking about the different spray functions. (laughs) It would have been a good accompaniment to to dessert. (laughs) 
Oh, so yes, yeah, so that was the weekend. Um, I also want to talk about something, Anna, that um, I just found ridiculous during the week. Oh, okay. So we are on Facebook and we connect with people and sometimes we might not know those people, mm. but, but they might be interesting from a coaching perspective mm. or, so, or some collaboration or something like that. So I'm not particularly choosy like mm. if a friend request comes in I'll accept it so I accepted this friend request and I'm not going to name and shame but I am going to tell you what he said so I accepted the friend request and then within a few minutes I get a message on messenger and I didn't respond to any of these messages but I'm going to read you what he sent to me <laughs> oh because God. I think it's really important that we discuss this yeah. <laughs> so he starts off hello Sarah no, I didn't reply, just kind of looked. I was busy doing something. Yeah. And then, um, how are you today? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Oh. I was like, mm. Mm. you know, your intuition kind of kicks mm. in and goes, this doesn't sound quite right. So yeah. I le- left it going anyway. So then I get a hello, three exclamation marks at the end of it. So I can tell he's obviously getting a little bit irate now. <sighs> so then I get a message a few minutes later. I'm sorry, you don't know me. I was browsing through my suggestion list when I came across your eye-catching profile and the thought of knowing more about you. I hope you are not mad at me. Oh, for question mark. And how many minutes along? How many minutes was this? This was like within a few minutes of each other. What? So I still didn't respond. And then I get the final message where he says, fuck off. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. What the what the fuck is this? Exactly oh my, my sentiments exactly. God. So I didn't respond to any of his messages. All very strange. All very strange. Oh, that is totally aggressive. What the hell is going isn't on? It? Yeah, isn't it? <gasps> so that was all in the space of about five ten minutes. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, it's funny because like I'm sure you'd look at that and laugh if it hadn't happened to you, but that's totally aggressive and like that's kind of like internet violence. Well, there are just some really strange people, I think, in the world that yeah. seem to think that it's okay because they're not face-to-face no. to you to be able to do these things. And, I mean, I just find it, I do find it quite funny. But, you know, some people might get those messages and be quite upset by them. Yeah. You know, a random stranger popping into your life. It's like somebody opening your front door. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I like, exactly. oh, I was just walking past and I thought I'd have a chat. And then when you ignore them, they then tell you to fuck off. Oh, my God. You know, you just, you would be upset by Yes, <laughs> yes. So, yeah, for anybody who gets random messages on, um, on Messenger oh. or Facebook, just ignore them. Because they will go away. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> and actually, you know, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. Wow. Maybe that's a that's a good reminder to us too to to not take things seriously and and all mm. and especially for kids like if I had been yeah. growing up in the internet era and had a smartphone mm. in my freaking bedroom, my mental health would have been in the shitter. Like I I don't know mm. how especially girls like I don't know how they're managing today and with all the hate and all the the yeah. shitty stuff that people are. Mm sending around online just exactly because there's the anonymity because it's not the face-to-face we lose our empathy when we um aren't face-to-face yeah and taking it personally can you imagine there would be somebody take actually thinking and oh am i a bad person because somebody some random stranger who friended me like three minutes ago just told me to fuck off (laughs) (laughs) when you put it right like that it just it is ludicrous it it? is ludicrous (laughs) yeah 
Well, bugger off to that person. Oh, so yeah, so I wanted to share that with everybody. And yeah, whoever the weirdo is, maybe he's listening. Um, If you are, I just want to say that was not okay. (laughs) Exactly. And fuck right off to you too. Please stop doing that to other people. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Because I'm sure that's not the first time. (laughs) Um, It does so look that way. It's probably not the first time. (laughs) And it's not the first weird message I've had either. Well, isn't that, yeah. (laughs) You know, and a little bit of a plug. If this were a man, it's not likely that somebody would have joined up with a man with that sense of entitlement. You know, even in 2020, as women, we face this expectation to be good girls, to be uh, acquiescing or uh, submissive and to please people. And if we haven't pleased them within two and a half minutes, <laughs> that's a fuck off for you. So It is indeed. It is indeed. Yeah. Hilarious. Okay. Well, you started things off on a bang. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> and um, so speaking of a bang, um, are you ready for some international <laughs> yes. correspondence news? Oh I'm all God. over this today, I tell you. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Now I'm like, oh, wow. What are we getting ourselves into? Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so this week's relationship correspondent international news is um, some advice from a um, sex educator Ooh. who would like to tell us the secret to having sex in a long term um, relationship. Oh my God, please go on. Tell me more. So apparently it's not the things that you think it's going to be. So it's not having loads of sex all the time. Mm. It's not having weird and wonderful sex. There are two key things that are going to help you. Mm-hmm. The first one doesn't even happen in the bedroom. Oh, what? Yeah. Like the kitchen counter? Or... Okay, go on. <laughs> <laughs> the first one is that you must have a really strong friendship. Oh. And you have to specifically, there has to be trust between you. Mm-hmm. And um, that means that you must be emotionally available for each other. Oh, wow. Okay, well, those are three very big things. Friendship, trust, and open emotionally for each other. Yeah, emotionally available. So that was the first part of it, was all around that kind of friendship, that bond, Mm. that connection. And then the second part of it was that you must prioritize sex. Oh, yeah. Which sounds quite, you know, when you you hear it, you're like, oh, yeah, that just makes sense. (laughs) So instead of prioritizing Netflix or just falling asleep as soon as your head touches the pillow or the kids, or Mm. family, or friends, or whatever it is, you have to actually carve out some protected time to make sure that you do have sex. For sexy times. Yes, and her advice was to lay down in your bed with your partner, skin to skin, and see what happens. Oh my gosh, okay, hold on. You know how Brene Brown talks about vulnerability, that is hard, okay. Oh my gosh, I don't know why that just seems so scary. That seems scary because... Well, that's because you haven't had sex for a while. Yeah, well, maybe that's true. <laughs> All right, okay, that's probably true. <laughs> Anything would seem scary right now. Wow, that's really vulnerable. So yeah, so that's the secret. If you want to carry on having long-term uh, sex in a long-term relationship, that's what you need to do. A bit of prioritization and make sure you're best mates. <laughs> I can't help but think of this. So... Whenever you leave on a long road trip, especially with little children, right? Mm. Inevitably, within half an hour of leaving, somebody from the backseat is going to be like, Mommy, I need to pee. So before you leave on a road trip, you say, everyone has to pee. No, but I don't want to pee. Well, just sit on the toilet and see what happens. Yeah. And so 
I just see this as quite much like draining the bladder before getting onto a long road trip, or at least making the time. <laughs> I don't know why I was thinking that. It's just, that's super weird. It's not sexy at all, actually. <laughs> but the sense of preparedness to say, like, it doesn't, you don't feel like it, but just yes, make the time and get naked and just... And see what happens. And see what happens. That's beautiful. Yeah, no pressure. Just see what happens. It's super important, though, because... We are used to having great spontaneous sex in our early part of our relationship where we just shag all the time. We do quickies Mm. outside of a restaurant before going in to meet our mates or like whatever. Just sex happens all the time. It's spontaneous. It's great. And nobody warns us that when we are in a long-term partnership with a lot of stuff, including kids and stuff, we're not going to feel that spontaneity. Yeah. And then we keep waiting for that spontaneity and it does not happen. Yeah. In the same article, it did say that you'll have the best sex ever in the first two years of your relationship. Yes. And then after that, it falls off a cliff. Yes, yes. <laughs> and it's true, guys. It's true. Unless you prioritize sex and have a great friendship. Yes, I agree. And I think it is the best sex, that two-year blip. We all always talk about that sort of mm. love flush at the beginning of a relationship. But then the sex that you can have once you really know each other and then you dig deeper into the deeper layers and and Mm. not just like, again, we're not talking about like the red room necessarily. It's just, you know, we talk about like the best sex of our, the best sex in the first two years, but like how good was that really? And especially for the ladies, like how much were you enjoying it as opposed to performing? Like, was it it great Mm. sex because it was hot or were you really enjoying it and were you really getting into what really turns you on and stuff? So the deeper exploration takes years. Hmm. Wow. Okay. This got me excited, Sarah. Okay. Maybe I am away from my man, but no, this got me excited. That brought us in, in with a bang. Two weeks in count and Anna, you'll be there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> We're going to set some time on the schedule when I get back and lay, lay naked skin to skin and uh, just see, see what, what happens. happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh. Wonderful. I don't think it can get better, but I'm wondering what's coming up oh i think we can get better <laughs> i think we can get better <laughs> that yeah. was just the start that was today. just the warm that up just the start <laughs> it was the, so, the first lap <laughs> <sighs> how about a bit of a hot topic then yes let's get hot and fuzzy yes let's do it okay <laughs> all right Today's hot topic is, should you stay friends with your ex after divorce? Ooh, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. All right, listeners, as you can see, we're starting to sing in every episode. Be very scared. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas is just around the corner. It is. We've got some carols going. Now, this is a topic. This is a topic. I have super mixed feelings about this. Um, can we also say, though, like staying, how or should you stay friends with an ex after a long term relationship? Can we say that too? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Okay. I think they're both the same thing. And the aim is to have another partnership after that relationship ends. Mm. And one has to reconcile that with a new relationship. Mm. Should one stay friends? Oh, my God. That's a hard one. You know, it's it's funny because I definitely think it depends on the relationship. I think it's a very one to one each scenario has to be sort of regarded very separately. So I'm going to sort of waffle on the fence and say, it depends. <laughs> so I love the way you committed to an answer. Oh, yeah, yeah, completely. <laughs> You're like, I'm sticking my feelings. Yep, this is how it is. Totally. Like, yeah. <laughs> Straight down the line. Totally. But it's interesting, like, should you, I mean, the thing is, is you shouldn't have to do anything at the end of the day. No. 
as your coach over the airwaves, you're going to do what's what's best for you. But as always, there's lots of layers to this question. So what's coming up for you? Well, the only ex I am still friends with is my ex-husband because we've got two kids together. Mm. And I wouldn't really say friends is kind of, it's really weird, isn't it? We're not friends, but we're not not friends. Mm. He's my ex-husband. That's the relationship. Yeah. But I am not friends with any other exes at all. Yeah. There's a reason that we're not together. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but I also have a friend who quite religiously collects exes oh. and she stays friends with all of his. What? Bar, I think about two of them. I'd have many questions. And then they'll be in social situations with each other at times. Oh my gosh, this is very bizarre. Yes. Oh. So she seems to manage it very well. Huh. But I have to say, I, I think I would find it very uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's funny. It's actually bridging out on, you know, how to have great sex is one of them is be friends. And so if your relationship didn't work out, I'm assuming that the friendship of your relationship broke apart. And, mm. and, and in some instances, maybe that's not the case. Maybe uh, some people decide that they're better friends than lovers. Yeah. But oftentimes the problems in relationship are because we don't treat ourselves with the respect that we would a friend. Mm. So are you friends with any of your exes? That's a very good question. Um, I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, I think that there's, there is scope to be friends with folks that you shagged uh, once or thrice, mm. right? I think that's possible. But for anybody that, yeah, no, I'm going to say, and uh, I'm going to say a no on that. Like no one. Mm. Yeah. And it's funny when my dude and I broke up for a couple of years, we, Oh my gosh, what were we? That was very, that's very confusing. <laughs> oh, that it, it was a love that never died. What am I saying? We were, we must have stayed in touch. We did, we did, yeah. but it was a tumultuous staying in touch. Mm. It was tumultuous. And yeah, I would say that there wasn't a time for friendship to develop because we, neither of us were really over the relationship to start. Yeah. So we just kind of got back together again eventually. <laughs> Why am I not? Well, okay. So there's some people I was actually just absolutely not interested in, and I therefore have not kept in touch. And and it's probably because that relationship was not founded on really solid territory anyways, right? Because mm. if I'm not interested to stay in touch with them long term, I, it probably wasn't a good idea to be with them in the first place. Yeah. But I think two reasons why I've refrained from being friends with exes is, number one, because the feelings remain complicated. Because even if I'm okay with it, the other person's probably not and vice versa. Yeah. There's always going to be somebody, I think, who is sort of more vulnerable, reminiscent of the relationship, perhaps hoping that it can continue. And friendship just kind of keeps kicking the can down the road. It just kind of keeps somebody thinking maybe there's a chance. Yeah. I, I think it's it's a tricky one, honestly. Mm. And then the other is out of respect for my current partner. It is respectful to break ties and not like it, not because of jealousy or whatever. It's just, it's respectful to keep th certain things placed in the past. I find that that has been helpful for relationship. Yeah. You see, I wouldn't be bothered. And I think, you know, my partner is friends with people that he's been out with before mm -hmm. and it doesn't bother me. And I feel totally secure. I feel like I know that those relationships are over. He's with me. There isn't any... Mm kind of worry there I think I just find it all a bit awkward if I'm in the company of somebody and there's an like an ex turns up or 
I just, I find it a bit weird. Mm. I find it really weird when my ex-husband and my current partner have a conversation together. (laughs) I'm like, they're okay, they're chatting away, and I'm like, this is really weird. (laughs) This is making me feel uncomfortable. Does it ever come down to where you're like, I, it feels like you're in bed with both of them together at the same time. No. Does it ever, does it ever feel like (laughs) weird, like... I just feel like I want the interaction to be over with as quickly as possible. Mm, And we all just go back to our separate lives. (laughs) Ah, yeah, yeah. I think it depends on the kind of relationships you have. Like if Mm. you mentioned that your your current man has acquaintances from prior relationships, there are some people who have very nice, casual, light relationships who may be dating somebody for quite a while, but they don't really go deep. They have Mm. fun together, but they don't ever go deep. And I, I would say that I probably just go deep. I go hard or go home. Yeah. So for the vast majority of my relationships, I have proceeded to relationship without friendship. Mm. I think for me, we haven't had this kind of light period of recreation and hanging out Mm. to be able to go back to. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think it's just, it's not for me really, this collecting people and staying friends with them. You know, it's funny. I think everybody, like I want to give permission to everyone to really think about what kind of person am I and what kind of relationships do I have? And if your relationships tend to be quite friendship based and sort of then slowly dabbling in relationship and then kind of coming out, like you may be somebody who has a lot of exes as friends. Mm. And I think what's great is here to really figure out like, what kind of person am I Yeah, and love it and em- embrace it. And if you, at the end of the day, decide like I do that, like, no, there's, there's no scope for relate for friendship with exes and that's okay. That's yeah. totally fine. I got a lot of friends. Yeah. Uh, What about friends with benefits after it's finished? Oh, it's a good question. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not that, I'm I'm very vanilla. I'm not that exciting. Have I had friends with, I'm not quite sure. I don't think I have. It's a super great question. I'm like, well, I don't think I have. But friends with benefits, I think that if there's not an emotional entanglement, I think absolutely Mm. there can be friendship afterwards. But Again, who decided that like, oh, we're no longer having benefits with our friendship. It's like, (laughs) sorry, guys, we've stopped. The kitchen is closed. Now we're just serving drinks. Like, is there somebody going to be like, well, that's shitty because I kind of wanted to keep having some good sexy time. So I like if there were complete uh, neutrality and people were like, oh, yeah, we just we just weren't friends with benefits anymore. We just continued on as friends. Yeah, I think the problem is, as human beings, we're all quite complex, aren't we? So yeah. And then we bring feelings into it and then it all just gets a bit messy. And it's trying to stop things from being messy. I like clear cut lines. Yes, I agree. But as you say, if you're the type of person who feels totally comfortable and is really super happy to remain friends and likes the person and doesn't and still wants them in their life, then I say 100% go for that. Mm-hmm. If that is the way that things work out best for you, then just do it. It just wouldn't be for me. Yeah, no, I mean, and it's funny, because I've known a lot of folks who do, whether they are in polyamorous communities, if you're in a sort of a community setting, or if that is your outlook where sex for you is not like the biggest deal. Yeah. And that comes and goes, and it's a fluid arrangement in friendships, then you may have a lot of folks where things aren't clearly defined. And that is wonderful. Mm. And if you're like that, keep going. Yeah. If you're not like that, but you think you should, don't ever pretend to be something you're not. It's my little piece of advice. <laughs> because if you're somebody who needs clear cut boundaries, um, yeah. then you can hang out over on our side of the bar and have some uh, 
have some drinks with us because that's where we that's how we roll I think I oh, yeah Sarah yeah. we're quite aligned we don't generally tend to align so we sometimes come to blows a little bit on some certain yeah, questions not much though a lot of the time I think we're quite similar yeah but to your credit keeping your relationship with your ex to make your children grow up in a stable setting takes a lot of guts and a lot of work Definitely some work, yeah, but we're well practiced now because we've been divorced longer than we're married. Mm. So we're, I don't know, it must be 12 years that we've been divorced or something. I don't know. Mm. Um, A long time anyway. So yeah, we're kind yeah. of, we kind of know what we're doing now, we're fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All is good. Wonderful. Well, that was a saucy start. It was. So from one uh, saucy start to another, the question for this week. Oh, okay. Are you ready? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Should you have an affair to save your marriage? <gasps> da 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 da. <laughs> so, okay, that was quiet crickets. <laughs> wow. Well, I actually think that this is more common than you think it is. Mm, I agree. And then whether your relationship can survive or not after an affair, I think, again, is more common than you think it is. I think there's a lot of people would be just like, that's it. I'm walking away. Hmm. I'm not going to tolerate that. But I think if you're asking this question, should I have an affair to save my marriage? Hmm. I'd go below that and I'd want to know well, why, like what's wrong? What's wrong with your marriage hmm. in the first place? Why do you want to sleep with somebody else? Hmm. I'd go quite hard. <laughs> uh, yeah, good. Okay, go hard. <laughs> what are some of the questions then go, moving on from there? Yeah, so I think it is understanding, you know, what is it that's wrong? Is it that, mm -hmm. you know, we talked earlier about sex in a long-term relationship and how mm. it changes over time. So is it because of that? Is it because you want just a bit of excitement or you're missing some joy or fun in your life? Like, mm. what is it? What's below this? Because there's got to be something behind it, right? Yeah. You don't just wake up and go, oh, do you know what? <laughs> I'm going to go to Tesco's today and then I'm going to have an affair. <laughs> <laughs> exactly and then I'm going to come back and, and cook the kids dinner you know that's not kind of on your to-do list is it I'm going to yeah. do the family shopping with the dry cleaning <laughs> yeah so that's just not how it works so yeah. there must be there's got to be more behind that and you know what it is it's a straw breaking the camel's back it mm. is a it is a two in the morning I can't sleep what the hell am I going to do yeah. I'm so frustrated angry lonely in my this relationship mm. grasping at straws I feel like I've done everything why don't I just have an affair? Yeah. And I think there's a lot more, you know, COVID aside, there's more capacity and ability, isn't there, to be able to have an affair now? Yeah. Because, you know, you just have to randomly message somebody, apparently. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> and start chatting to them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and within three minutes, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> But there is, you know, I mean, there's even uh, sites that are dedicated to it. There's all kinds, you know, it's like you can go just shopping in the sweet shop if you really want to, can't you? Yeah. So I think there is a lot of access and ability to be able to do it. But I'd really question kind of why you want to in the first place. Yeah, yeah I agree. And it's funny, too, because, yeah, a lot of people would not know quite where to draw the line in terms of what is cheating, like what is an affair mm -hmm. and certainly having hot sexting messages with folks and having like months and months of like these hot messaging and everything is a lot of folks would consider that to be breaking the agreement of the of a relationship. Yeah. And it's funny, like, what do you get from that? You get this like thrill of somebody is like thinking about you. There's the fantasy. It's getting our imagination going. 
we feel like there's something exciting in our lives that's giving mm-hmm. us this like, ooh, yeah, this tingle again. I think, yeah, some of it is that desire, isn't it? It's feeling desirable and feeling mm. like somebody else desires you. And I think a lot of that can sometimes disappear in a relationship. So mm-hmm. when you're in a long-term relationship, we know that often the you know the sex can disappear but also that kind mm. of feeling special and important mm. and um desired by your other half like that is just that's always really important to and maybe it's that side of it you just maybe mm. that's what they want back is just i want to feel desirable yeah or i want to feel young or i want to yeah. feel like i don't have any responsibility again mm. like i'm a crazy kid again yeah and we talk about this a lot it's my huge interest is in discord and desire where uh, one part of the couple uh is not as interested in sex with their partner mm-hmm. as the other partner is and there's this kind of cold war of increasing resentment yeah. and communication breakdown and uh, sexual frustration so having an affair to save a marriage is often trying to address that so mm-hmm. one person who feels like the other person is not interested sexually in them anymore may want to go and shag somebody else or become intimately involved with somebody else by any means by messaging or whatnot Mm. so that they can possibly vent out some of their sexual frustration and kind of get that part sorted on the side so they can kind of go back to their sexless relationship and not be so frustrated anymore you know it's Mm. you know when we say no i mean there's no substitute for communication there's there's no way to kind of release the pressure and then just come back to this dead bedroom yeah but that's a temporary fix, isn't it? It's like putting a little sticky plaster on. Yeah. It's not fixing the underlying wound. So if there's something that you're trying to escape and, you know, find that in somebody else's bed, then the thing that you're trying to escape isn't suddenly going to disappear. Yeah. When you go back, it's all still the same. Yeah, it is. And and you're not bringing any new revitalizing energy to the relationship. In fact, you're probably going to be distracted, distant. Yeah. You're probably going to be forming emotional ties to the other person or persons mm. and it's going to get really confusing and we generally don't like complication no. <laughs> so that's a that's a personal value I don't like complication I think often as well you know we feel like because somebody doesn't call us out on something or raise something with us we we can often think like oh they haven't noticed that mm. they haven't noticed that I'm different or um behaving differently or and just because your other half hasn't noticed it and said anything doesn't mean to say that they don't know that there's Mm. something not right like we are made up of energy and we bring that energy with us everywhere we go so you'll be bringing a totally different energy back to that Mm. relationship than you did before which is going to be noticeable yeah so I think you know often people might think oh well it's just a quick affair I'll get Mm. away with it and but you've equally you've got to carry that around yeah and also you know there's no saying that your other half hasn't noticed and then do they then lose respect for you because they kind of know what you've done and they know that you're keeping it secret and then Mm. you know we talked about trust being really important earlier like I mean that's going to kind of break down trust as well isn't it so I agree I think it is a really tricky one if I try and kind of you know put my coach hat on I would be coming at it from an angle of actually what is it that you're trying to achieve what do you want this outcome to be and really focus on that what is it that you want to be different why would you consider it in the first place what are you hoping is going to happen right and just try and dig a bit deeper on that I think I agree I think if you're thinking of that then if you haven't had therapy or coaching before Mm. um, I think it's time yeah 
you know, when somebody asks this question, there's a desperation in this question. Mm. There's, a, there's somebody is saying, I have tried everything. I've tried to talk to my partner. It hasn't worked. They don't understand. I'm not getting my needs met. I'm going to tell you, and also from professional and personal experiences, that you probably, there's something you haven't tried. There's a communication piece that has not been tried. And you may mm. feel stonewalled by your partner. Perhaps you've been reaching out to your partner many times and that partner refuses to talk, etc. But when they finally start talking in a manner that is finally sort of a supportive environment, you, you'd be surprised what comes out. Yeah. I think the other thing is often when we communicate, we don't communicate in a very direct way. Oh, yeah. So we kind Absolutely. of <laughs> So we kind of say things in a way that we think, oh, well, they must get what I'm trying to say by this message. Hint. Yeah, I'm just... Veiled. Yes. Veiled uh, smoke signals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And quite frankly, the other person hasn't got a clue because they've no idea what you're talking about. And they're not inside your head. So I think, you know, we do have to be, even if we think that we've tried with communication, sometimes mm. we just have to be really quite direct and say, actually, I don't really feel that comfortable right now. I don't feel like you love me or you, you know, are meeting my needs, you know, whatever it is that's coming up for you. I think sometimes it's just using really, really direct words, not attacking words. So we have to be really careful that the other person doesn't feel like it is a personal attack on them Mm -hmm. but it is saying you know this is how I feel right now in our relationship between the two of us how are you feeling I mean and that oh my gosh like that hits that is direct and if somebody continues despite you being and again not not in this like sort of angry sort Mm -hmm. of if you're able to have conversations where you sort of diffuse the energy out of it and you say these are the facts of how I'm feeling yeah and what do you think and if your partner continues to do that despite you in the most direct way saying this is what's going on for me then you have a choice and the choice is do I continue in this relationship or is this time Hmm. to dissolve the relationship or do I start you know a lot of people think that relationship coaching or therapy is actually for a couple and in fact a lot of relationship therapy or coaching is individuals it's one-on-one yeah definitely I think on the communication front and the stonewalling Sometimes people do really struggle with face-to-face communication. Mm. So there are other ways, you know, you can write each other a letter, you can email Mm. each other, you can sit in different rooms and text each other. As random as it sounds, if that is something that you're really struggling with, you know, sit back to back, don't face each other. Mm. There's all different techniques that you can use to make it feel safe enough to share what's going on for you Mm. or or maybe you set like a time limit on it you say look we're just going to talk for 10 minutes and then after that it's going to be over and you know gradually you can build up and you can extend the amount of time that you talk Mm. um so I do always feel like there are ways to improve communication even when you struggle the most to kind of have those difficult conversations that is terrific especially for folks who there's really direct people like myself I have no problems in communicating and I have to remember that not everybody yeah is as comfortable as I am and as open as I am. And so sometimes I forget that. And then Mm. I get frustrated. Why can't everyone just communicate in plain terms? And I agree with you is that if you leave space to permit other forms of communication with things that seem less threatening and scary, your partner may come up to the plate. Yeah. Or when you get the, I don't know answer, it's saying, okay, I'm sure that you will know, or I'm sure you'll have some ideas soon and we can talk about it then so it's almost take away that pressure to have those difficult chats Mm, lovely Mm. oh I feel like we went deep there Anna (laughs) oh yes absolutely (laughs) 
So yeah, just like every question is not as it seems. No, it's not. Yeah. There's always something behind it. But our answer would probably be, uh, if you want to save your relationship or save your marriage, communication is kind of your only life vest. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely the place to start. Yeah. And then just lie down naked next to each other and see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) And don't pull out your phones, guys. That's the thing. You can't lie skin to skin on your phones. Yeah. Yeah. Scrolling your social media feeds. Mm. Not allowed. It's a phone-free zone. It is. It is. Well, I feel like we covered quite a lot this week. I think we have. I I'm gonna I think of like some mid morning like groovy tunes with a nice uh you know, Irish cream coffee. <laughs> that would be really nice right now. It's fall, the leaves are changing. You know that beautiful time yeah. where the leaves, they're still green leaves, but there's oranges, mm. reds, and yellows at the same time, and it looks incredible toronto has had a gorgeous fall Mm. very little rain like probably one day of rain in the last six weeks it's ridiculous yeah Yeah. just gorgeous there's been some nice bright sunny days i have to say and the sunrise this morning was beautiful oh wow really yes i did now do you see that from where you are are you facing like does it rise over the ocean so it uh, rises in the east, sets in the west, and it depends on kind of sometimes you'll get just a really, really lovely red sky in the morning, mm. um, which is really, really pretty. But where um, somebody told me at the weekend there's a super gigantic major moon happening Ooh. on the 31st of October, apparently. <gasps> You're kidding! Halloween! Yeah. Well, we're all socially distancing, trick-or-treating. Yes. So we have to mm-hmm. watch out for the new super moon. Oh, beautiful. Mm. Well, that sounds like a very nice thing to have streaming in your window as you're lying naked to each other waiting to see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> and now's the, now's the time to write your shopping list for your Amazon man if you're single. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get it ready for the moon. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wonderful. I remember that. Gosh, that how many episodes was, was that, that was ago? That was quite a few, yeah. So the shopping list. <laughs> what, what did your friend do? So you So you write down all your wants... And throw it over the fence on a full moon. Um, yes, so you tear it up and throw it at the bottom of the garden on a full moon. Ah. The moon will deliver. The moon will deliver. But just make sure, don't put some crappy stuff on that. Just <laughs> go for the gold, guys. Oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> go big. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if you can't dream big, you won't get big. Yeah. Ask for an amazing relationship with somebody who just throws their arms around you and just endeavors to be their best self with you yeah absolutely so i think that wraps it up i think it does i think we're yeah good start to the week everyone it is indeed and um till next time my lovely all right have a lovely week and you stay sassy (laughs) (laughs) always so that's it for another week of geordie lass and doc sass we hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting Get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover. If you need help navigating all things relationships, Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one coaching support. Email info at geordielass.com. Please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening. And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time.